forever. I feel like the obvious way to start this is to ask, like, who's your top five? Okay. But I, so. but I feel like, but the but, but, but question is, I'm not going to tell y'all what top five. I just want to see what list yeah. y'all start making. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie, it was rappers, right? Like, that was the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, it's rappers. Yeah. But we comedians whole, and actors. But it can, can be anybody, whatever. right? Like, like when you ask do. who's in your top five, it can be anybody. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, but they were talking about rappers, so that's what I'm going to go with. All right, here we go. <laughs> Will Smith, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for real in your top five. Don't pretend. Don't yeah. pretend. <laughs> I mean, top five favorite or the best? It's like, is it like who are your favorite top five? You know, I think I always it's who go your yeah. favorite. I, yeah, I don't, I I don't think it's about who's the best. It's about like who who okay. hits it for you. Yeah. If it's my favorite, if it's actually my favorite, then it re- then then. Will Smith is in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Kanye. Um, uh, Will Smith, Kanye, Nelly. Gonna be I real get it. I get it. I get you know, want to take a ride with me? I get it. <laughs> I get it. Come on, I get it. I get it. Uh, Talib Kuli and and Biggie. Okay, with the biggie. Oh, good, good. You got, you got biggie in the top five? Uh, you know, I don't know mine, honestly. You know, because it's tough. You can put S Club 7 in yours, James. Because, see, because that's what I'm talking about. Because I'm saying, <laughs> you like, can. you know, because we're talking can. rappers. Bradley from S Club 7 can, you know, he spit bars, okay? Well, you can, you can spit- go your best, your best musicians your favorite can i I be really can i be really rude and say that number six i think actually is eminem no yeah i mean well no because that's great if we're doing if we're doing my top five i was trying to think of like what are albums that i actually bought like who are people that i like was consistently listening to eminem was one outcast kanye jay-z um and like and the one more, right? One more, somebody Damn, that I would outcast. consistently bought. DMX. Ooh, DMX. Oh, DMX. DMX sounds good too. Damn, I like that. See, I don't even know. You know what? But I, I you know what? I'm, a, I'm a pivot. I've been thinking about my top five <laughs> actors because I've been thinking about that recently. Because someone was like, "Who would you want to work with?" I was like, "Well, it's got to be." And, and this list is no particular order. Will is in that jump. Jack Nicholson is in there. Uh. Um, Denzel's in there, Viola Davis is in there, and um, and uh, oh my God, I think I actually would put Eddie Murphy in there, and wow. not because I think he's one of my favorite actors, because I think those are people I think I want to be in a scene with. Because I always you're just talking to- about who you want to work with. This is so different. <laughs> when it's so what face. a specific top five. Also. <laughs> Would you still want to work with Jack Nicholson? Like, I mean, I know he does, but you know what? See, that's why it's so tricky because it's like, it's the people who inspire, but also because Eddie did a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's not like Eddie isn't a good actor, but also if you are in a, able to be in a scene opposite one of them, ooh, could you imagine? No, honestly, could you imagine? honestly, I, I can't. I I would probably crumble under that pressure. Oh my god! Any of those? Any of those people? F- f- Completely you, just 
Could you imagine being in the scene and like Viola Davis's character is mad at you? <laughs> like, like, and she's mad at you? Or you disappointed her? Like, I just finished um, How well, to Get Away with Murder. Is, that's an, it's easier to be in a scene with Viola Davis being mad at you and acting that than it is being in a scene where you have to talk back to Viola Davis. Woo! Yeah, that's no the way. exact thought I had when oh he my said God, that. It's like, right. if I have to be You're mad right. back, you're right. Then I'd be like, oh, well, this is mm. going to look fake. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my God. I never thought about it. Could you imagine having to yell at Morgan Freeman in a movie? The voice the voice of God in so many films is like- Morgan Freeman, if you don't shut the hell up. <laughs> hey, stop calling him Morgan Freeman. Stop calling his name. I can't. Name, uh, I'm sorry. His, I just looked at him. His name is Marcus. <laughs> his name is Marcus in this film. God damn it, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> wow. Oh, if you had real. to, could you imagine if Will Smith was a character he actually played a villain? See, you had to hate Will Smith in a movie, and it's like, I, but it's what you mean? Maybe those kids does like we don't know what those kids did in that building. He maybe he had to set it on fire. Like he, <laughs> you, you just you start, start defending him. <laughs> like you you're don't going know. off script. You're going hey, you're going off script again. You you're def- you keep defending him, and he's the villain. Have you have you seen have you seen Timmy at the crafty line? All right, he's a little asshole. He deserved to be in <laughs> Crappy. <laughs> That's not on film. We're not. Oh, man. This would be great. Yeah. Are you going to actually give us your rappers or no, you don't? I mean, it, don't. I mean, my rappers are. The thing is because my number one rapper is Kanye West, but I dislike Kanye personally so much. I yeah. don't. Like, he, like Kanye college, young adult life, it was Kanye West. Yeah. Kanye West, Jay-Z, Outkast. Um, I, I did, I did grow up with Three Six Mafia. Oh, come so, on with the Three so, Six. So, I, I, so I three like, six, like Three Six Mafia. So Three Six, um, was a big deal to me. Uh, and then oh, I'm not gonna lie, like, ah, I always, I always, it's always tough for me to pick between Big and Pac, but I do think for me growing up, I think because of Pac's like sporadic, the sporadicness of what he talked about. Like some days he'd be like, "Dear Mama." Some days it'll be like fuck everybody. Some days it'll right. just be like I get around. So it's like I think I go with Pac because he just felt like he was doing the most. Yeah. Um, is that my five? Ah, yeah. And then I you think, get okay. it. And then you. Oh, everyone gets a six. Oh, you get a six. We all get a six. Okay. Bradley from S Club Seven, baby. Come That's on. They, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> That's who your six is. No, it's not. He's just. That's who your six <laughs> is. Number six. I th- Bradley I think- from S Club. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I think my number take six. The good with the bad, the happy with the sad, and don't get mad if things don't go the way you planned it. Oh I, shit! I think, I think wow. my top six. Can I? Can I do my? I have a cheat. Wow. My top six is technically Little John, but I but I include everybody in the in the down south. Little John. John. No, no, no. Time out. No, 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 no. Time out. Time out. Time out. My my top six. My number six. Lil Jaw will be number seven. Number six is Ludacris. Yeah, oh, I, that's, oh, my actually, that's my six. That's my six too. Hold on, <laughs> I I can't believe I blinked on Ludacris. I'm Yo. completely bumping Nelly out and putting Ludacris. <laughs> in. He never went nowhere, but they're saying Luda's back. You know what Yo, I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> and I base Luda's yeah. music. There are certain songs where I'm like, I'm not a violent person. I'm not a hype person. But if you play Move, bitch, I'm out here pushing everybody. <laughs> no, Ludacris is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but if I I'm, go to seven, if I go to seven, then then Brad, oh snap, okay. Bradley's my number Brad, seven. Stop it! 
Jane. <laughs> I'm so mad that he just wrapped that off the top. Five. I know. I don't even know who. Wow. <laughs> Why do you always do it when we in the middle of a conversation? No, I. What do you mean? I, I was just. I was saying that I was mad because James was rapping. I was just like, he just did it off the top five. <laughs> Why do you? Why do you throw in five like bars? Yo. You had it was five bars. Is that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just threw it. <laughs> it was five. Just like bars. right up the top five. Yo, bars of music that you did. Anyway, okay. we should start the show. Wow, <laughs> I'm just honestly mad at this one because I I thought we were having a conversation and I just heard the five and I instantly got sad. All right. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! Smile! Though your heart is breaking. What? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yo, check this out. Check this out. <laughs> My favorite was he asked him if he had a minute before. He <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Like, yes, like, I'm in prison. How? And nigga, I'm in jail. How rude, how rude is it that he got DMX to, like, DMX agreed to be in this movie, but ain't nobody said DMX in their top five. And they have, <laughs> no. like, 12 oh, people talk point. about their top five. Also, DMX was, the, wait, like, DMX yo, was in How many James people said... Yeah, he was in my time. Okay, okay, at least we had him in ours. At least we got him. At least we had him in ours. I was a little, like, I was a little annoyed how many people said KRS-One, because I was just like, all right, we get it. Like, he's one of the... You're authentic. Come on now. Ain't nobody... Not. I don't believe this many people listen to that. On the daily, like, I just don't believe it. Push Push a T's in my top. Honestly, Goonie Nikki, (laughs) like, when Nikki's doing... Like, when Nikki's in goon mode, fire. Like I, I can't know what Like when Goon, when she's not making pop, when she's doing Goon, bruh. That's true. Uh E forty. I mean, half the time I listen to Meg, Meg actually, sounds like such a Houston rapper. I'm like, yeah, I get where you from, Meg. You fight like this is tough. Actually, Proof from yeah, D12. And no one said no one said Missy say? Elliott. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no yeah, one Missy? said Missy Elliott. Damn, Missy, which is rude. Yeah, I can't remember the top Proof? five. Yeah, Proof. I do from remember D12. Proof. Yeah, I do. Man, I thought he. When he went solo, and then he didn't. He didn't do well when he went solo, and then of course he, of course, was shot. Um, but I was like, "Yo, he's really good." I was really looking forward to his solo career. Kim, little Kim, bro. I don't yeah. care what no one tell. No Yo, Kim. this list is hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Actually, I do have to knock out Will Smith and put Missy Elliott in. Now that I, you're right. I Missy's fine because you're always going to change your top. Like you're always going to. Here's the thing. I love a couple of Will, Smith, Will Smith songs, but he's just clearly not a top five rapper. Yeah. Like that's not. <laughs> no. But he could be your even, top. Yeah. Even yeah, he's I allowed like to be him. in somebody's top. Yeah. No, I he's mean, allowed to be. Anyway, I, w- I will say, Little Kim was a part of my like so many. I didn't know what sexiness was. When I was watching Little Kim, but I was like, I, your lyrics are good, but something about you, mm-hmm. I'm so drawn to. And I was like, oh man, she was a part of like the sexual awakening. You know what I mean? The poster for hardcore. I was like, Phew. I bought I, I mean, bought cassette tapes for that. After that, I was I like, mean, shit, Lady, me... Lady Marmalade. Oh come I on, mean, brother! Come on, come on, brother! <laughs> and she's fire. Rapper in that song. Yo, 
Fire. Okay, Lil Wayne I mean, Chris, also. Chris Lil Rock. Wayne. Chris is in my top five. Chris is Lil my Wayne number one. Like <laughs> he's outside the top five. I'm saying comedians. Okay, Chris. Oh, I mean, Chris Rock is my comedians. number one. Chris Rock's my number well, of one. Of course. Uh, I, I think Richard Pryor is my number one, but I think Chris Rock is number two. Um, Richard's my George. Two. George Carlin. That's my four. Um, Chappelle's actually six for me. Chappelle's. Chappelle's actually Chappelle's six. five for me. Who is four? Oh, would he be five or six? Goodness. Because okay, Eddie's well, in there. Martin Lawrence is up there. Oh, Martin, shit. Um, I mean, Cat Williams. <laughs> I mean, Cat. Every, I've consistently laughed throughout all of his special. Like, I don't think there's anybody like that for me where, like, just everything they say, I'm dying laughing. He, yeah. he, Ellen, he, Ellen DeGeneres is my four. Okay. Kevin Hart is in my top five somewhere. I mean, Kevin's up oof. there. Yep. Kevin, Kevin's number six, I guess, for me. I mean, Kevin has kept. My thing about Kevin is he did something that was so interesting where it's like, when we do improv, we always had these callbacks. But Kevin, to me, perfected the callback in stand-up. Whereas, yeah. like, I know your catchphrases by the end of the special because you you have me saying it by the end of the special. <laughs> There's one. What's the one where when he's in the gray suit, that one, I think he does callbacks. It's like the bat. Like, he, he spends the whole first half, like, just setting stuff up. And then <laughs> Wait, at exactly the halfway mark... He just starts knocking down all the callbacks, and it's like so funny. And yeah. they're also callbacks to other specials. It's so that that one particularly with callbacks. Is, I got to look that up to figure out. I'm trying to see which one you mean. I mean, he's got a ton. Um, and, but yeah. and even in this in this movie, just everything he said, I was just laughing. <laughs> it was True. like I was. I mean, just, oh, he was so funny in this. Um, Oh, by the way, for those listening to the first for the first time, my name is Jonathan. My name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Draw Milligan. I'm James the Third. God, okay. why? he's why? always happy. Uh, we why? are a film review podcast. We actually review films. <laughs> we talk about uh, leading <laughs> yeah. black actors in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, in the context of race and diversity. And today we are reviewing the 2014 film Top Five, starring Chris Rock and Rosario Dawson. It also has. Every, every one of Chris everybody. Rock's friends. <laughs> everybody. So Whoopi many people. Goldberg, Tracy Morgan, uh, Leslie Jones. A bunch Jay of cameos. Kebby Smooth is, an, is another main character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, always great. JB Smooth is so funny, too. There are certain, it's so interesting because there are certain comedians who um, I don't like, I don't <clears throat> think they have any, like, a memorable special, but. If you were to say, hey, you have like 15 minutes to show somebody that com- like indoor comedy is hilarious, I, yeah. would, I would pick like JB Smoove or Sinbad. You know what I mean? Like there are certain yeah, yeah, comedians yeah. who are like, no matter what their material is, what night it is, they're always going to be funny because they're just like funny, funny people. I think Kevin Hart's have- like that too. Also, they have unique voices. Like, if I was to close my eyes and just listen to JB Smooth tell jokes or just talk him like he has a funny voice, like, Kevin's cadence is so funny. Chris Rock's cadence is hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, I remember listening to Shamor, and the way she talks about stuff is like, it's so sexual, but yet so funny at the same time. And I'm like, this matters. Like, I remember, I remember Monique growing up, and like, my aunts loved her because Monique had that, like, she sounded like an auntie, just like, an aggressive ass auntie. And I'm like, yo, I think that's the beauty of comedy. What 
comedy, how we do stand up after this, how, you know, shit. Hey, we got it. <laughs> everybody going outside. Everybody doing it outside. It's fine. Yeah. We good. We good. Are they Yo, doing it here in LA now? Are, are they outdoor? Yeah, comedy? yeah, they're doing outdoor yeah. stuff in LA. Yeah, they're outdoor, outdoor uh, stuff. Oh, um, shit. Uh, oh, okay, back on track. Anyway, top five. <laughs> let, me, let me just run down this real quick because uh, this film, uh, it was written and directed by Chris Rock, obviously starring Chris Rock as well. Um, it had an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it had a 64% audience score. Interesting. Um, it like, I remember like it was in the conversation for awards, but it didn't actually get nominated for any like big awards except for I think New York Critic Awards. Um and let's see, box office wise, it grossed twenty six million dollars off of it's let's see, this says a twelve million dollar budget. So you know. Oh Bernie Mac. God, sorry. Uh I just thought about Oof. I just thought of I it's I just Bernie Mac is Bernie Mac has one of the funniest sets of all time for sure. Uh, well, so everyone knows one of the great reasons for doing this movie is, you know, Chris Rock had that wonderful interview coming out because Fargo, Fargo was dropping and it's like, yo, my man, I remember seeing this movie in theaters and I was like, it felt personal. And I think that was the, the beauty of Tambourine. Like, I know some people didn't feel like it was as funny, but it felt like a, a, a person who is now in their 50s reflecting on life, which I think is... Kind of like what I think should happen to almost every artist. Like if you're a rapper, it's like, I can't listen to you talk about selling drugs at 42. Like you're rich. Right. Talk about what your life is like now. And I think that's what Tambourine was. And I think even this movie is like, you know, reading that article. Was it the Hollywood Reporter? Is that what it was, Bray? Because you sent it. It was a variety. Yeah. It was Hollywood uh, Reporter. Hollywood Reporter. Like even him talking about this movie. This movie came out before Birth of a Nation did, or the Birth of a Nation, and I was like, right. He he did so much this, and then even him talking about Tyler Perry doing Boo. The fact that Boo came from like the joke in this is like there's so much, so much was in this movie that I think was just ahead of his time. Um, oh goodness, that's I guess that's my I guess I'm gonna just jump into my my initial thought. I love <laughs> I love this movie. Like I think is I think it's super smart. I love all the cameos. I love seeing. Um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld toss money in a strip club and then get robbed by a stripper. I think that's mad funny to me. <laughs> I love seeing Adam Sandler talk about, "Hey, get that prenup. Did you get it? Shit! Like that's like that's yeah. funny. I think. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, and <laughs> to me, I mean, just seeing the character deal with, do you find yourself being funny outside of drink? Like to me, it's like I cannot do when we did uh, improv. There was no night I could do it without having two glasses of wine before getting on stage. It was just a tradition. I felt like if I didn't do it, I wasn't loose. So I understand that. Seeing Rosario Dawson, who is always good, elevate scenes, especially at the end. I was like, this is great. Um, and also, I love her Cinderella. I always think about Spinderella. And I was like, yo, there's something very important about this Cinderella like story that I think is cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm all the way in for it. I uh, love this movie. Um, when I saw it in 2014 or maybe 2015, whenever, because I didn't see it in theaters, I saw it um, after the fact. I was like, oh, yeah, this movie's like fine. And oh, look at how cool all these cameos are. But I wasn't like, I was, I didn't love it then. Mm-hmm. But watching it now, I just, I, I'm, you know, in just a, in a different place and thinking about like what he was, what, 
someone like that could have been going through. And like, I don't know, it just it hit different watching it, watching it now. Like I I have mad respect for it. I really feel like it's 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 a great story um, that deals with the highs and lows and like. And yeah, I identified with all of that. Like, oh, I don't not feeling funny anymore. What, like, like lashing out for like trying so hard to change his his whole mm-hmm. outward persona just because you know he's in a different place in his life and, and is scared and doesn't know if he can do it. Um, I loved how I love how everyone showed up for this movie. Everybody was just like, yeah, I'll do a scene. Like, so many people just did, uh, you know a few hours work on this movie. (laughs) Um, and loved that. Um, my only, I have one note for the movie and it's just, I, I didn't like that. He went up and just did stand up and it was like polished stand up. (laughs) That's the only problem I have with it. I was like, Oh, I would have, I would have loved for it to be like a little bit more. I've seen people at that level get up and like, be actually trying something you know and like it would have been nice to see that that being said i mean the comedy of course was was is super funny um and like and yeah and the cinderella thing hit different this time and and like his connection to rosario and i don't know it, it just watching it now i have like mad respect for it and i feel like when i first saw it it just hit me at a different it was i was at a different point in my life and had a different level of i had a different uh, perspective Right. Nice. Yeah, I. It's interesting. I. I like. Yeah. This. I think this movie is great. I mean, it's very. It's very easy to watch. It's like very enjoyable. Um. Um. I think I saw it. I, I think I also saw it in a different light the first time I saw it because. Just the nature of, you know, the award seasons and like our, you know, I personally get like too focused on that sometimes, and so whenever there's like a black movie up for awards, I'm like, Oh man, hopefully like this will be one that like wins stuff. I think this was around the same year that I wonder what actually, no, it was before 12. It was uh, after 12 years sleep. I'm trying to remember what came out in 2014. Oh, but this Oscars was Oscar. So white. So this was a year, this was an Oscar. So white year. And it was like, and I remember going like, this is great, but it's like not going to, because it's a comedy. It's like not, it's not, it's not meant for awards. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was tough because they were pushing it in that regard, but it just wasn't an awards type movie. Um, and so when you like remove that kind of stigma, then like this is such an enjoyable film. It's also super personal because like, I, I like, I don't know. I don't know how much what was going on. But, like, Chris Rock clearly got a divorce after this film came out. And, like, it, it like especially looking back at it now, I'm like, man, like, he must have been thinking all of these thoughts, you know, and, like, working something out with this script, um, which is interesting. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's a comment. I don't know if it was necessarily a commentary on his wife. Like, I don't know if Gabrielle Union was, was like, actually, you know what I mean, like, similar in that mm-hmm. regard. But... Um, but it was also like him, like looking at himself and like being like, you know, I, I, I remember when this movie came out, I remember like maybe a year or two before, um, I had seen Chris Rock do stand up at, um, uh, UCB at Whiplash and he what? said, a, 
Yeah, and he said a similar. Whiplash was a great. Sh- what a great show that was, man, dude! Wow. So it was a f- completely free show. A Mondays at eleven, show. and they had so many great comedians drop in. And Chris and there was this one rock. There was this one night where there was so many great people, and Chris Rock was one of them. And he said the exact same thing he said in this movie. He came out, and everyone went wild, obviously, because Chris Rock. And then he was like, you guys need to like lower your, like, this is not going to be good. You really need to lower your expectations. (laughs) Like it was very similar. But then, but then he started telling jokes and one of them was in the, his newer, his Netflix special with the uh, 9-11 thing about like, why did they build the trade? Why did they build that like towers there? (laughs) He said, said, yeah, duck. And he said that during this set and it was so funny. And I was like, this dude is a, comedic genius anyway so it was i i i remember just thinking and also like the late great kevin barnett was in this uh yes. like, yeah. brief cameo and and i just remember this was like a time where it was like you know leslie jones had just gotten on michael che had just gotten on snl you know it was like it just felt like he was like i don't know it, it was really it was there was like felt like a little passing of the torch it was like an honoring of all these different black comedians so it's so it's super personal. So and you can feel it in the movie. I think it's really nice. The only critique I, I have, and honestly, it's not really fair, but I do. I'm just gonna say because I do think about it, is that I, I just think that Chris Rock's acting ability is somewhat limited. So there are certain moments in the movie that I was like, it felt slightly off, and I I appreciate it the relationship with him and Rosario Dawson way more this time, the second time, like the second time watching it. The first time I really didn't feel it this time. I felt it a little more. Um, But I was also noticing like, man, Rosario Dawson is such a good actor. Gabriel Union is such a good actor. Like he had like really great actors surrounding it. Like the women were really great actors. And then he has all these funny comedians who just get to do comedy. They don't have to really do anything else. And then Chris Rock has to both do the comedy, like a lot of the stuff he says feel like stand up, but then, but then when we get to the acting moments, he's like kind of it's like there, but you know not, you know there's just a slight limitation. Um, but it's funny because like the movie talk anyway. I'm talking too much, but I, I like <laughs> I, I really do like this movie. No, but I think you're right. But I also think it's one of those things where like, because also I think because. He's in. He's doing a lot of these emotional scenes against Rosario Dawson, who's been acting since. Yeah, I mean, yeah. kids. It's kind like, of unfair. Yeah, it's like <laughs> kids. I mean, that final scene. She is so good, and I'm like, oh yeah, you've been acting since you were like 12 or 13. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this makes total sense. Uh, but yeah, wait, what happens at the beginning of this movie? Yeah, it opens with New them York. like walking down the street. Oh my goodness, I definitely right. miss New York. Man, I made me miss New York. It makes me miss New York. It makes me not want to be in quarantine. (laughs) I know. Just being out. I I was just like, all this stuff was like painful to watch. But yeah, the, yeah, it's actually a scene that's in the, like in the middle of the movie, but they show it in the beginning. The the editing of this was interesting. I think it did help. I, I can, I can see them in the edit room going like, we need to spice this up a little bit. It's just a little too, you know, and, 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 somehow like the the ways in which they like cut stuff together did like i don't know it gave it a little jolt i appreciated that like even this like the way that it starts it starts with him in the middle of this interview um and 
and they're talking about like everything matters like a you know <laughs> like a movie it's just the, she's like it's just the movies like no like it's saying everything's saying something a movie a book a yeah. song you know um and yeah and then he's like something's changed and he does the taxi thing but that's something interesting because i feel like he talks about i feel like there are a lot of important storylines in the movie like again Having a having a stand up because for some reason I thought about Martin Lawrence a lot um, while watching this movie. Yeah, because of you know if you take out alcohol and I know Chris Rock from that article and Tambourine, like he wasn't addicted to alcohol but he was addicted to porn, right? And so I feel like you know Martin had a big drug problem. I feel like everyone has this thing, and I feel like sometimes it it's interesting to have a person be known but feel like they can't be great at the thing without the drug or or assistance of something else you know like there's so many painters who are like oh i can't paint my my child was my inspiration my child passed away i can't do the thing and like then all of a sudden it's like who are you at that point you know um i thought that was very fascinating also how they handled how they handled gabrielle union i thought was very interesting because when she finally got to talk about herself at the end i was like oh maybe this is I think about social media people. Like maybe there is something to it. It's like your life's gratification may seem like it comes from taking these selfies and flat tummy tees, but at the end of the day, like this is the essence of who you are now because so much of who you think you are is attached to this one thing. Like all these celebrities who are famous and they're not famous anymore. It's like, who are you when you don't got the thing? Um, so I think it's something really fascinating to some of the morals and, and, and things he wanted to hit. Right. He's so smart, man. He's mad smart, dog. <laughs> like, Chris Rock is super smart. His acting, yes. I think when we see Fargo and stuff, I think it's going to be better because the whole season is a drama with him as the lead. Um, but I think this was a step. I think this was the step into the new direction for Chris Rock. It was like, motherfucker with the hat, this movie, and now I'm an adult. And, you know. Yeah. This was the, the foray into that. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, like, so, and, and the movies, the, for those who haven't seen it, the movies, um, plot is pretty simple. It's like Chris Rock is playing basically a version of himself. He's a famous comedian who's done movies. He has a series of hey, like man. really, yeah, th- <laughs> this film called Hammy where he just dresses up as a bear, you know, you know, it's kind of like Big Bama or, you know, it's like just those silly movies that don't really mean much and he wants to get into some more serious stuff. He, and we find out like he stopped doing comedy. Like he hasn't done stand up in a long time. Um, people keep asking why they still see him as a comedian. And he has this movie coming out um, where he's a, uh, it's about the Haitian revolution, <laughs> like Haitian slave rebellion. Uh, and it's clear that nobody's going to see it. And then he also is getting married to his wife, a celebrity who's a reality television star. And so their marriage is being broadcast. So it's like a little bit of like keeping the Kardashians in there, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians in there. Uh, and like a lot of people implying that his marriage isn't real. Um, and he's like taking offense to that, but you can kind of see throughout the movie that he like also believes that it's not really that real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and then it's just like him and this reporter, Rosario Dawson for the New York times, who's just doing this interview with him the whole day. Um, 
And he's mad at the New York Times. Yeah. So what, what do we? I mean, I, I guess we'll just. I guess we should just talk about the like scenes and stuff because like uh, yeah. the actual thread line is not that important. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I loved every time he walked around Manhattan and someone would go, "Hey, Hammett! Hey, Hammett! Yeah. Hey, Hammett! Like, every time a- he was in a public. Every time he was, the whole movie, people would be staring at him or calling him Hammy or asking him when he was going to do another Hammy movie. One time, the, the one part that really stuck out to me was when he was like, when they were like getting hot dogs or whatever the whatever the street food that they, they were getting. And just the next person in line, they're only in the movie for a second, but all they did was stare directly into his face as they walked <laughs> up to get it. And it was just such a like... <laughs> A detail of just like, yeah, like he's huge and everyone, he always has eyes on him and like the the pressure of that, you know. Um, I mean, my favorite sequence, not favorite, but one of my favorites is the sequence with Cedric. Like, when do you know you need to get help? And then Cedric shows up as like this pimp dude, man. I don't even know what you call this guy. <laughs> Like, hey man, I'm the man in Houston, man. I'm the man in Houston. <laughs> and he kept saying that. Hey, man, you mind if I get that? Why don't I get some of them? They, they locked the hangers. They got the lock on All right, dog. All right, see you later, dog. I mean, he was so fun. There are so many comedians in here that star. Like, Cedric, Cedric's one of those people you're just like, my God, like, he can be funny whenever he wants to be. He just has it on lock. JB Smooth the same way. He was just like, he could be funny whenever he wants. Like, it was so, he was so good in this movie. And I thought JB Smooth had a lot of great moments as the like friend for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, this is skipping way ahead, but like at the end when he gets out of, when Chris Rock gets out of jail and JB Smooth is just like, hey man, when you get one call, call me. You know, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. so real. It was like, yeah. it was like you could feel the hurt, but you could also be like, I'm here for you. Like, you know, like don't act like, like I'm your friend. Like, why are you going to call your agent or whatever? You know, your wife, like your, your wife, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, that's so real though. Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, think about it. Like when you make it big, you know, exactly the, the friends from back home who you got to bring with you. Like not even have to, but it's like. I mean, you got to beat it. Like it's just, no, yeah. it's just, it's not, it's not have to out of obligation. It's, yeah, like, it's like, I, I, if you're not I, there, then I'm not gonna <laughs> like, what are we doing? I will. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that's so fascinating. And then even, and we said Kevin Hart shows up for like three minutes and my man, like <laughs> that you can't get 5% scene. nigga to a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he goes over, he closes the door. <laughs> And the whole time, people were running in the background. Hey, where am I going? Zoom What's happening? <laughs> Bitch still's enough. Nobody tells me shit. <laughs> his headset, his headset's falling off the whole time. I also like, love I that his you. agent, like, very plainly is telling him, like, has been telling him <laughs> everything wrong. Like, every step he shouldn't take in his career. And he took all of them. Like every single thing, he's like, I have openly told you not to do this. Like I that sent was the email. So funny. I sent the email, so it was proof that I told this nigga not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I, I risked it. I said, nigga, on an email. And he's like, well, you can't get in trouble for saying nigga to a nigga. Nigga, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Closes the door. <laughs> nigga, of course you can get in trouble for saying nigga to a nigga. Yeah, you think a black person owned this company? <laughs> like that's so real. Yeah. 
that's, that's sometimes I feel like I have conversations even with job where like I I realize that other people are listening and I can't I have to check myself like there's sometimes I'm on like a zoom with Shantane or something and I'm like nigga what are you ah, mm, and I just feel like I can say this to you but I'm looking and there's four other people on the zoom that ain't black so I just gotta ooh, I can't I can't say the words that I want to say out my mouth like nigga why are you Oh, that's so good. Also, isn't Chris Rock like I, I feel like I heard some crazy story where like like what is the passing of the torch? Like, you know, the like Eddie put Chris on, but then when Chris um was I think after he did In Living Color and he was doing stand up, like he like unbeknownst put on like Martin, but then he also found Leslie Jones. Like I love hearing a story about like a dude who like can vouch for other people. Like even in that Hollywood Reporter yeah. article, he talks about, yo, there's people who I got in that movie. And I was like, I can never tell you because that's messed up. But he's like, people will call me as the black friend. And like, I will put this person in the movie. Right. I think about that a lot though, right? Like the, the you know, I don't do stand-up anymore, but like if you're doing stand-up and you need somebody to open for you, you like, you need them to be good. Like you need them to not, suck <laughs> you know like you need to have somebody who you who you know can really get the crowd going and then also probably to some degree you're like it's either you're like ah, i know i have to top that <laughs> you know mm-hmm. or you're like or you know they're gonna get it to a place where you can like come out and like and then do your thing and destroy it right but like you don't want like <laughs> you don't want like some non <laughs> Some like non-starter to come out and like right fuck up your whole energy in the room. <laughs> but I always think about like what happens like for instance, this movie had all these great black comedians and then even you know Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, I mean um, Adam Sandler, um, Jerry Seinfeld. But I keep thinking like, what does our top five look like when we're late forties, fifty? Because I think for our generation, there were so many different outlets to comedy. Like, I feel like, I mean, probably all of us started doing stand-up, like, then got into sketch, then started writing, some were direct, whereas, like, I feel like at this, at that juncture in life, stand-up was the main focus, and then you were able to branch out into other things, where I feel like before you were selling our stadiums, we had an opportunity to do something else. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of our friends who were really dope stand-ups took the opportunity to do other shit. So it's like in the movie, in our top five, you would have a bunch of writers. Like you would have, you know, yeah, like sketch top performers. Five comedians now means It would like, be comedy. Who wrote that great internet sketch? You know, that sketch yeah. that went viral is in your top five or like yeah. a TikTok star or something. Yeah. I mean, there are still like stand-ups you put out. But yeah, I know what you mean though because it's like you can get m- – it's weird. Like we live in this time where more people can be on television and write for television, like way more than before. Yeah. But you're not as famous. No one, like there are mm-hmm. very few people as famous. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like like a Sam J been time. writing for years. Like Sam J had her special, but like Sam J for the last two three years has been writing on SNL. You know what I mean? Like so I always think about yeah. you have all these dope comics, but everyone. Like Janelle like, James is writing, you know, but still doing stand up. But it's like we have so many. But that's what I mean. Like Sam J. I mean, we went to the JFL that Sam J performed at. Oh yeah, for new oh, faces. Yeah. 
That was like 2017. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. just a and handful then, of years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, like, and then yeah. like that was the other day. Has, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's interesting. Um, like Ali Wong, for instance, Ali Wong had an incredible stand. I mean, has has had two incredible Netflix stand-up specials, but like, isn't going to be like a. It's still not going to be as big as like you know a. a, a like a Chris Rock or or even an Ellen or even, I mean, maybe I get, maybe, I don't know if you would consider Ali as big as like Wanda Sykes, but like, I don't know. It just feels like it feels a little different. Like, cause you, feels, we don't have, yeah. it felt like before, again, like before for me, it's like, because there were less writing jobs, like you said, Bray, uh, a lot of standups, they had to tour, so they were constantly doing it. But now if you're a funny standup, or a funny comedian, period, someone's going to be like, hey, come write for me on this show. And then you got to do stand-up in your spare time. You know what I mean? Because you're probably working so much and you're doing so much comedy. And I think about, you're a good point about Ali Wong. Ali Wong has written a bunch of stuff, but now what it's probably right. going to do to make Ali Wong a household name for real, for real, is she's going to have to get the Ali Wong show, the sitcom that has her name on it. Right. You know? Yeah, like, it's a little less, I mean, like... I guess like Ali, but Ali Wong stand up did like make her popular, but it's not as popular as like a huge like HBO specials don't mean as much today. <laughs> I say that yeah. with my, it doesn't it's, obviously. It's, no, it's also it, no, it, there true, is though. an oversaturation of stand up comedy as well, right? Like like for as like there are now more writing jobs, so people that do stand up are doing stand up less. But then there's also you know, with Netflix being like, we're going to have a, a stand-up special released every week and and and, ha- and and sort of taking up that. I mean, Comedy Central Presents still happens on occasion, and, and but HBO's not doing, like, their little... They're not doing their half hours anymore. And, like, um, you know, but there's still so much stand-up. Like, pe- like, like, people that have a Netflix account that probably wouldn't watch, that may not watch stand-up are, like, being shown stand-up all the time now you know like and you oh, can hey. see stand-up you could see world comedian stand-ups like i know yeah. who hannah gatsby yeah, is like you can see like they can be popular without even coming here and doing the circuit here like like uh yeah there's a bunch of british comedians that i that i've seen specials for or like they have that like yeah i, I don't know it's, it's that's kind of a cool thing yeah, yeah i mean it's just interesting because i think about like that scene the two scenes that were really cool was the scene at, I guess, Tracy Morgan's house and then that scene in the club because when you think about that table, that table had Whoopi Goldberg, Jerry Seinfeld, Adam Sandler, and Chris Rock. And then however people will talk about Adam Sandler movies, we all know that his movies do extremely well yeah. on Netflix. And also, that dude has been around since his early 20s. And I mean... For me, a lot of my upcoming comedy was Waterboy, was Billy Madison, was The Wedding Singer. And to see that table, it's like, these are stand-up greats. Like, I always just think about what, I don't know, it made me really reflective, like, what is our 30 years from now going to look like? Right. And not in a bad way, I just, it's just interesting because I think we're just, our generation is different. I think, I think we had to be a little bit more multi- like we had to do a little bit different things. Like before you could be a singer, actor, you know, dancer, but now it's like, you got to direct, you got to write, you got to, for them a lot of the time, do it yourself and then get on from that. So I'm just very fascinated to know like, who will be our greats that mm-hmm. will have that comedy conversation. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 
That was just yeah. a cool, yeah. You know, like when we do our movie, like who do we have in it? I don't know. I just think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot. I like, you know, a bunch of people doing good, really good stand up. It's just that the production, the amount of specials, like that, all right, it's just never going to reach the level that the comedians used to do. Yeah. You know, it just won't. Yeah. So it's like, it's harder because they don't have a, as, like, I think Ali, like, Ali Wong is an incredible stand up, but she only has, like, what, two, two big specials and then like maybe a half hour you know what yeah, i mean like it's also so like, funny to say only has two big specials uh, when, right, like, when what, you think about eddie murphy it's like yeah he has two big specials yeah yeah he had, <laughs> and they well, were he had two like movies they were yeah, they, they yeah. came out in movies they came out in theaters <laughs> yeah but that's like yeah. and that's the difference right like it's like <laughs> and the last special to come out in movie theaters was like a kevin hart and like I don't even think people even want to do that. Like, right? Like a couple no, years ago, Kevin Hart's special came out in theaters. And then now, I mean, I just, I mean, I'm, there might be some comics that are just like, I gotta, I have to reach that point. But like, I don't know if I were starting in, if I were starting in stand up now, I wouldn't even want that. <laughs> like, no, I want to just put my shit on Netflix, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me, give me, give me this, give me this 500,000 to 20 million and let me just I mean think about it when Eddie Murphy's Netflix special actually drops like oh that's right I forgot that that was happening oh man I know you the amount of money that dude paid got paid but I always think about I always think about that it's like that would be something if it was the heyday it would have to be an event that would be in a movie theater but now yeah. this big comeback is going to be on Netflix. Like, well, I hope, I actually, honestly, that is something, if Netflix is like, this is going to play in like three theaters, I'll go to one of them. That would be fun. I would. <laughs> yeah. I would. Even in this pandemic. <laughs> it's coming out tomorrow in the pandemic in this theater. I'm going to it. I mean, again, oh, oh, wait, another, another crazy scene in this movie is uh, when... Rosario just shows up to her boyfriend's hotel. And I do believe this. I do I don't surprise. I don't pop up on no motherfucking body. I just don't. <laughs> like, my luck isn't that good. I don't need to pop up on nobody because I don't need to pop up and, like, see some shit I can't see. You know? <laughs> I, I, like, I just don't do it. Like, this one time I tried to surprise um, uh, a girl I was dating at work, at, at her work. And um, nothing happened, but I just couldn't unsee it. I, I met her, her work, her work husband, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, never meet somebody's work and it, spouse. But, but, never but, meet but the work I, spouse." <laughs> but how I saw the spouse, because again, I knew the name. Like you know, I had a work. Like everybody got a work spouse or whatever. But when I saw him, he was just. You ever just meet somebody who's comfortable? You know what I mean? <laughs> who's just like just comfortable, and he was so drastically opposite of me, and I was like. You might have had this tall buff ass dude <laughs> over here just leaning over your desk, over here and telling jokes. This is my thing. As a short, as a small dude, the jokes are what helped me out. But you had this tall ass nigga with muscles telling jokes, and you over here just laughing. I dog. I couldn't. I couldn't unsee it. I couldn't unsee it. I've never surprised anybody since. That shit was in. I was. I was. Uh, I was Dang. in college, and I went, and, and it was at the Gap. You couldn't yeah, unsee a, a work spouse? <laughs> no, because he was too, I wasn't ready. I was too insecure. I wasn't ready. My man over here just, and he was like the, the manager of the, uh, of the Gap. Or was okay. it the Gap? Or like BB. One of those clothing stores. Like, man, I don't, 
why he even here? It was a woman source, BB. Like, why is he even in this jump? Yeah, <laughs> I just love the, the scene BB. afterwards when I just love the scene afterwards when uh, Chris was trying to explain, like, was trying to explain the way like it was nothing. No, no, they just they just meet up at a hotel room <laughs> and they swap uh, change right. clothes. They, <laughs> yeah, they were like, cold. They were cold. Like, hey man, let's just change. Let's just change. Shirts. What's his name? Was so funny, by the way. Uh, the yeah, guy from great. Workaholics. What's his yeah. name? Anders? Anders. Yeah. Anders. 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 Oh my god, Anders. he was so funny. Like. Hit, like like the physical comedy that he did on the bed <laughs> with that and he's like why he was like why 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 she put a, a tampon with hot, with hot sauce, sauce on it like and ah, it what that thing had me I mean there were so many good scenes I mean also I think what's just so interesting is like that scene with um, it was just a subtle thing it was that scene. With Chris Rock in the in the grocery store, and he opens it, he drinks it, and then there's another shot of him just like smiling to himself as he has yeah. the bottle in his hand. And I think that is something that's so indicative of like addiction, where it's not the first hit, it's the it's the satisfaction of it that comes. Yeah, like right. a second later. And like, and I don't, I think that was really lost on me the first time I saw it. I felt like this was a, this was an element of the movie that hit much harder on on the rewatch like he takes the the bottle that he knows is hidden behind the um mm-hmm. radiator and just sniffs it and then throws it away you know mm-hmm. when when he and Rosario go into the 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 liquor store after the the scene with on with Anders and they're just like and he's just like we got to get out of here like the mm-hmm. danger of being in there was like really heavy this time you know um and like yeah and that whole scene it's just like it's super sad to see him t- we only see him take a couple sips but he's ha- he is so happy and then he puts four six packs of, of this same be- like he's gonna drink all of these tonight yeah. he's gonna drink all of them tonight also was so sad because i think he had a lot of sorry we're skipping around but why not oh, yeah. um he also had like a really important thing when he was talking about um um, when he hit rock bottom and he goes, I wasn't even famous then, but when you're a little famous, people will tell you anything. Um, and I I will say when when our Netflix show came out and I went back home for the first time, I mean, I remember people who did not fuck with me. I mean, I remember them. Pe- like people who would like, I remember I went to a school and it was a girl in my class who said, like, it was our senior year, and it was like, oh, you had to say something nice about people before we graduated. And she goes, I know you want to do the acting thing. I'm not sure that's going to work out, but I'm sure you're going to, um, but I'm sure you're not going to be poor. Those are the exact words. I remember it. I remember it. <laughs> My God. And what sure a thing enough, to say. I remember, but, she, but this was a friend. Like, this wasn't an enemy. Like, this was, this was a girl who was in our, our friend group. Uh, and I remember she said it, and I ran into her in December, and... It was like a total, it was almost as if that moment never happened. And I was like, could you, if this is on such a poor scale, can you imagine what a Chris Rock, like. Yeah, uh, the things that that they've been told, people have said to them. But who now need them. Mm -hmm. But who now like, because I do think it's a certain thing where like, to an extent people feel like they need to be attached to you because maybe they don't have the life they want. So like success in you can help propel them in their mindset. When wow. when he sees to that same end, when he sees his dad outside uh the apartment mm. complex 
And his dad is just like, Hollywood, hey, Hollywood. And he's just like, <laughs> shitting on basically him. shitting on him the whole time. <laughs> like, hardcore. And like, Ben Vereen, this one scene, again, everybody doing one scene, acted the shit out of this scene. Mm-hmm. And when he then stops and asks him for, for money, it's like quiet. He doesn't want anybody else to hear that that's what's happening. Like, you could just tell, like, he's like, he's like I'm going to shit on you, but I need, I need you. I need, I, I won't, I don't have a check. I don't, I, maybe I did cash my check. I need it. I just, can I have money? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's tough. Cause like you do feel obligated to help. Like, I mean, there are people I still help and I'm like, uh, why? Cause it's, it's just like, it's, it's ingrained in you. Cause you don't want to be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like if my dad was like, Hey, I need some money. I'm gonna be like, nigga, who, who is you? Fine, take it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, just take the things. So I think yeah. I think Chris did a lot of dope stuff with this movie. I do think because of what Bray is saying, I I think because his acting is decent, but not, I guess, strong enough to like really come off on some of the scenes. I think that probably hindered some of the award season stuff because you know these introspective movies people get nominated for. I mean, not blacks. But, you know, uh, white people get nominated for him. It's just I think his acting needed to be a little bit. Also, you know what? It may have had too many jokes. It, like, it, it, I think it needed to be, for people to take it more serious, it needed to be a little bit more sadder. And then I think it was. That's what I'm saying. This was know. ultimately a comedy. It wasn't really a drama. Like, there is a romance storyline in there, yeah. but, like, more of a romance storyline that's in the comedies more so than, like, an actual romance movie. You know what I mean? And it was like not that. It was like fun, like interesting, introspective stuff. But it wasn't. Nothing felt serious because it was so. Because like, the the reality star portion of it, the hammy stuff, like it was just like silly. So, and we already know that the Oscars don't respect com. Like they just don't respect comedies unless it's what, like. What is this? Isn't that the problem, Bray? Like, yeah. hearing you talk the whole time, I'm like, yo, the problem is exactly what you're saying. It's like they don't respect comedy. Where like, They don't respect comedy, yeah. The reality star portion of it is silly, but that is a facet of our life now. Like, that is... Being a famous reality star is just as big, or if not bigger, than being a Hollywood celebrity. Because now, Hollywood celebrities are competing with reality people and social media stars. Like, if you were to yeah. ask a high school kid who Brad Pitt is, they're going to be like, yeah, or... You ask a high school kid who Michael B is, like, oh, I know Michael B. But if you ask them who who the hell King Batch is, oh, man, I saw his video yesterday. Like, it's, it's a different world. So, like, it is so real. It just sucks that Hollywood or the Academy won't respect comedy. And it's a thing where I'm like, what? Like, we don't have a big comedy award. Like, what, like, what comedy award show is it? We can have the best comedy of the year. The best, the best, the best cameo. The best one line, like... That is something yeah. that they yeah. and you can like maybe get it with the Golden Globes because of that distinction, but because they lump in musical and comedy, it's just like it always and, goes to like La La Land, you know. It's and like- because they they Golden Globes uses comedy as a way to get in movies that were never going to compete for drama, but aren't really com- the, like Martian. the Martian or you know. <laughs> yeah. But it was like it's just like their and their comedies are always weak. Like I don't know if Marriage Story was considered a comedy, but I I know somebody it better not if. Like, I know someone, like, I don't know, like, you know, like, it's like the the most comedic movie, like, the only comedies they recognize are Wes Anderson comedies, right. or, like, 
a really like it, like white indie film like uh, with stars no like Little Miss Sunshine. That's like mm-hmm. that's like funny at times, but like at the end of the day, it's like more of a dramedy. Um, but they would never do that with a black, you, you know, absolutely not. Comedy. I mean, first off, we don't get to make quirky indie movies, so. I mean, I, I mean, that's a factual. But I, the thing uh, is, I just had to okay. like, we don't get I, to do that. Well, like, sorry to bother you was like a quirky indie black movie, and they didn't recognize oh, it at all. So. You know what I because mean? Like, yeah, they, yeah. if it was what if that was like all white people, then they would have been like, oh. But because it's black people, they're like, oh, that's not really. Like, it just isn't. Like, they don't recognize. There's something about black black humor that they that the Oscars feels like isn't Oscar work. I mean, maybe it'll change now. We actually didn't even talk about all of the changes that the Oscars did. Did you guys see well, that? Well, the thing is, I mean, I, I had a long talk about those changes, and I think it's very interesting because it doesn't necessarily change the content of what we see. Like, you still can have, um, I guess, like, uh, again, one of my friends works for the Academy and I guess was a part of the team because she's a person of color who had to come up with this. And she's like, one of the biggest complaints she's getting um, from, she wouldn't say what race, but she said a large portion of people keep saying, so you're saying Citizen Kane wouldn't be nominated. That's one of the greatest movies ever made. And she's like, well, the thing is, you can still have Caucasians in front of the, th- in front of, in the front. She's like, and that will continue to happen. Like, that is not going to change. She's like, it's just the back end. And like Ava DuVernay, as a matter of fact, has um, an app coming out called Crude, Array Crew, Array Crude, which is basically like all the below the line crew members of color. So it's like something that people of color can like get on and that way crews cannot say, oh, we don't have a grip. We don't have this. But I don't think it's going to be, I don't think we're going to be able to change the landscape of like black indies and stuff like that until we have people make them because sorry to bother you was dope but i also think because we have such a lack of funding and the lack of honestly the lack of directors who can get a movie actually made as of right now it's like we don't have the people who can take those risks like i think about uh olivia wilde for instance right made one movie even though she's olivia wilde Got a chance to make a comedy, which was an indie, but had a good budget. Now I could do a Marvel movie. I think about, you know, a lot of these actresses, white actresses turned directors, and they don't get a chance to do a lot of... Sorry, what am I saying? The, a lot of the black act directors, whether it be male or women, don't get a lot of the chances that a lot of our white counterparts get, and it doesn't matter their level. Like, I was just reading about Regina King and her movie coming out um, and she had to put a lot of her own money into that movie just to get it made and now everyone's like boom yeah. uh, this movie's thing and she even talked about casting was important to her because she wanted good actors and she knows the controversy between like black and British but also to get it made she had to have at least some type Somebody of known with people like a net. Yeah, yeah. And to get so it many. made and I'm like we don't get to risk that like we don't get to have this random ass dude in a movie and the movie pop because i gotta mm-hmm. put somebody who's known in the movie to get the movie made because it's black people i'm sorry i'm just sucks. i'm actually sincerely this whole time you've been talking i'm i'm still upset that people came back with so citizen kane would wouldn't citizen be nominated. Kane was I'm, I'm i've i've been seething quietly this <laughs> this whole time because okay i don't yes. want to go off but yes yes <laughs> it wouldn't be nominated fuck citizen kane because or, yeah. Because <laughs> it is re- representative of exclusive Hollywood, like Hollywood being like, 
the black it, Citizen Kane doesn't star a black person and never would have. That movie never would have starred a black person. There's so, no yes. reason. There's no reason <laughs> that black people couldn't have been in Citizen Kane. Right. There, Bruh, it wasn't a people... movie that needed to exclude blackness. <laughs> like that's no. the point. I don't. I don't understand what people don't get about that. It's like, yeah, one of these people could have been black. They don't need to be the lead. Like it's not. We're yeah, not saying every lead needs. They could be a supporting character. Like that's one of the things that it talks about. And there could be people behind the camera that are also minority. Like that's just what it is. Yeah. It's a thing I mean, that I don't. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm just saying it's so funny because I'm like, there's so many movies. Not saying these movies would be nominated for Oscars. But there's so many movies we watch nowadays that wouldn't make it in. Like yeah. Anthony Mackie was talking about Marvel movies wouldn't make it in because <laughs> they don't even have. He was like, "Yo, I mean, honestly, good for him." He was like, "Yo, I love Black Panther, but um, and I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, "Yo, but I'm also very mad at it because he's like, I've done six movies and it hasn't been a black PA. But then yeah. when all black movie comes out, y'all can find a black crew and they go away after yeah. that movie. And I'm like, that is something so interesting where it's like. Hollywood will always talk about how diverse it is, and it's like, I mean, but it, it is it? it. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, for real, yeah. think about it. And it's is one it? of the reasons that I like what the academy, what these rules are doing, because it does to a minimal. It, what it's at least saying is going, look, we're not going to keep rewarding you guys for like not diverse. It's like Coen Brothers, like how many movies, like you made Lady Killers, like how many movies are you going to make that have like zero? people of color anywhere in anywhere involved within this whole making of this film. And then we're going to keep nominating you every time you make a movie. Like, no, like let's, we're going to stop doing that. And if you want to, you can make whatever movie you want. We're just not going to honor you for it. Like, and that's all it is. I think it's so funny yeah. that people, like people get so upset. It's like, I'm like, it, the people get so upset are getting us so upset. Now are the same types of people who looked at us when we were like, yo, why isn't the Oscars and nominate people and be like, dude, it's just an award. Who cares? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, it's the same type of person. You're like, okay, so then why do you care now that like, you know, Wes Anderson might not get nominated for his next film? <laughs> like, why do you I, care? And it's, and it's frustrating when I think about actors. It's like, if you look at a majority of like our big, big actors, and I'm not going to say majority, so I wanted to be that vast, but like a lot. Some of our famous actors, a few of them, I think about, man, they didn't pop until they were so much older than a lot of these white people. It's like, I think yeah. about Viola Davis a lot. I think about Regina King. Regina King has been around since she was nine or 10 from 227. And like now we're talking about Regina King. I think about, I've been, um, I've been really thinking about Chadwick Boseman a lot. And um, again, never met him, but something about him just feels so personal. And I think about his timeline, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his timeline of fame was six years. Because um, again, I sent, I sent you two something very random. Like my man was doing like short films and like student films in 2013. You know what I mean? Before he got Days of Our Lives and stuff like that. And I'm like, at that point, he was already in his 30s. You know what I'm saying? He was already in his 30s, and it just feels like we as black people don't have the opportunity to be have someone say, I'm a it's a risk if someone lets us do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could go to every school. Like I told you guys, like, even this movie that I'm personally trying to force a black person into the lead, I'm like, it could be. It's just literally people always saying, I there's there's few black people in this small town. Yeah, but niggas are still in the town. 
You know what I mean? It's like it's like this it, nigga still in the town. They, he, you it, can like, find he, a nigga in the town. It, he, it, if you're telling me like, oh, you know, this is about my town, and yeah, you know, it's not that many black people. It's like yeah, but they there. It's like it's so hard because at this point, it's like every time I hear a Hollywood person say, oh, we couldn't find this, or we couldn't find that. Yeah, it 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 hurts my feelings because it goes. One, are you saying we aren't worthy enough to have this chance taken on us like you would do to a white person? And that goes to white women, too. Also, like, did you look? Like, yeah. it, it, And to that uh, same end, like, even just thinking about, like, if it's, like, to what you're talking about of, like, trying to force a black person into the lead of this movie, it's, like, people probably even also think, and we've talked about this multiple times on on the show, but, like, that like in order for them to be black, you have to change the movie. You know, yes, the, uh, yes. The, the, the movie yes. has to. Uh, it's a different movie now. Um, it has to be. Uh, they're on drugs and whatever. You know, like whatever it is, <laughs> they have to like change it to make it black. And it's like no, we. It you know just so you know, like I'm black and I grew up in an all white town and and I you know like it's like there are people that exist and it wasn't. It wasn't all of this big product. You didn't have to. You don't have to do things to make this story black or whatever. It's frustrating. The one question I heard was, but the character isn't cool. And I'm like, do you think because he's Honestly, black, thank he you. inherently becomes? <laughs> I look, like, I appreciate, that... I, listen, I appreciate that every time I go somewhere, people think I'm cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but people I'm need so to black. know I'm not, okay? I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all I, I, I don't even have any stories for Hollywood. I, I think it's just something in me where I think I'm starting to come to a realization, which is very dumb because you've been doing this podcast for like, the amount of a child going to grade school, <laughs> like that land. But it's like, it, it's really starting to hit me that like, we will continue to have to do a bunch of shit. And the thing that, and the thing that's really shocking about it is, is I, I'm not a person that's like, we, we always have to create our own, but in my mind, it's like Tyler Perry is able to do a lot of stuff because at the end of the day, he has his own thing. He's able to green light his own thing. And even more and more as we pitch, the more and more as we try to get people to like green light this and that, I'm like, I'm not pitching people who look like me. I'm not even pitching minorities most of the time. So it's like, I, I understand like there's not a black person there, but I'm not even pitching somebody who comes from an experience of other. And I'm like- And have we talked just, about this yet? But there's it's, if there is a black person in the room, it's like one. And like, yeah, they can't go- pressure. They can't be like, we're green lighting every black <laughs> creative yeah. that comes in. Like there, there's been pressure on them to be like, is this the one that I have to like that I want to fight for? <laughs> or is this yeah. the one even right? Like it's like. Uh, but then how do you fix it? Like it, but is is the fix? You know, like my grandfather, um, when he was alive, was never in support of segregation, but he always kept saying, you know, when they weren't allowed certain places, like growing up, his community had a bank. They had a really good school. They did these things because they had to. And I'm like, we are in this situation where Oscars mean a lot to me. But at the end of the day, it's like, should it? Like, should Yeah. Even think about, we talking about Chris Rock. It's like, Chris Rock was able to make this movie. He probably raised a lot of money himself. And it's like, he went through more hoops. I know he went through more hoops to get this movie made than Greta did to get Lady Bird made. You know what I mean? And that is a that is a constant in Hollywood. Chris Rock has joked about living in a neighborhood and being one of the greatest stand-ups alive and lives next to a white dentist. You know what I mean? Like, it's such like a that good is, bit. And it's just him saying that real life. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's such a memorable bit. He's just like, this is just 
here's a bit. This is who I live next to. <laughs> like, as us on this, us on this, no matter how much money we make, no, how much, like, no matter how much notoriety we uh, uh, get, we still will be seen as, I, I hate to say it, but it's like, you st- we will still be seen as black, but also other because we've got the success. You know what I'm saying? And like, that bothers me because it almost makes it like, our blackness is different because we worked super hard or we did this and that. And it's like, no, man, we can just be normalized and simple. And again, thinking about like this movie and even Bray talking about like, yeah, it wasn't, you know, it is too much of a comedy. Like I've seen white comedies that are like silly and it's just like, they still get a chance or they still get to be talked about. There's still like white actors who are average, who get nominations. And we always sit and go, how Sway? Where is the scene? Where is the scene (laughs) that you're going to play for the nomination? And it's like, Damn it, you deserve this jump. It's like, no, we just like you in real life. So I'm gonna give you this fucking nomination. Uh that was more a dear Gerard and a yeah, dear that was, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, I got called out a few weeks ago for talking about Hancock too much, so I don't do a bit anymore. All Wait, right. what? You always you got called out I don't by do one a bit. person. I don't person. do a bit anymore. This is the definition of petty. I don't do a bit. <laughs> So, so, so you, so you now not gonna talk about Hancock because that one person was like, "Hey, niggas, stop There's talking one about Hancock." Person of the thousands of thousands of listeners. I don't do a bit anymore. I'm bitless. Bitless. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I don't like this bit. Okay, so <laughs> I'm bitless, Bray. No, right, yeah. uh, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. We feel this film fully helps the cause. We give it a black fist. Feels like it somewhat helps the cause. We give it a white palm. If you think it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. The count of three, we're going to raise our uh, fists for the... I mean, sorry, raise our... Uh-oh! Uh, Uh-oh! <laughs> James! Raise our ratings. One, two, three. <laughs> James! Yeah, three black fists. Yeah, that's three right. Three black fists. James, you can't give it two. I we gave it two black fists. <laughs> no, I mean, it's written and directed is... by Chris yeah. Rock, <laughs> okay. and it got every black actor in the, <laughs> yeah, every true. black comedian. He was giving they, everybody a cameo. Who, when yeah. Bruce Bruce actually showed up, because I forgot he was in the movie, but oh, they kept yeah, talking Bruce about Bruce. him, and I was like, man, I love how much love Bruce Bruce is getting. <laughs> He's not even in the movie. I said that out loud to my wife, and then they cut to Bruce Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting in the club. Yeah, man. Oh, wait. Um, See, oh my goodness, one of the women, one of the women was on our show. Yes, Haley Marie Norman. Haley, Haley was on our show. She played that was Haley, right? It was yeah, indeed. That was Haley. Oh my god, that was that was insane. Haley. That scene was insane. Was I mean, I gave scene. this movie a fist because I just, man, I, it's something about like a dramedy that has comedy. I just really love. I feel like when we hear dramedy, people. Oftentimes we lean more to the dramatic than comedy. And I'm like, I I think we can lean to comedy and still have dramatic moments. Like, again, like, you know, Braylock and James have heard me wax poetic about, like, I have a real big problem with a lot of these comedy nominations for, like, award shows. Because I'm like, it's not comedies. It's like, it is a, it's, it's a drama with four jokes. And I'm like, that is not a comedy. A comedy makes me laugh. A comedy, I should be like... I should not go, huh, that's funny. I should laugh. I should laugh. In this movie, I laughed, man. Like, seeing her stick that goddamn hot sauce uh, yeah. um, uh, 
Uh, oh my god, I can't even think of his name. Um, whatever. When she tampon. stuck that shit up Hot his ass, tampon. tampon. <laughs> when she stuck it up his ass, I'm like, it is funny because again, my man is screaming, "Why?" <laughs> he doesn't know, and he like, doesn't know <laughs> why. Like that is a comedy, and it's like you can be Rosario Dawson is acting her ass off. She delivers jokes and she's dramatic. We can do it. Stop doing this sad comedy shit. Like, be funny. We could be. Fu- I'm. I don't know, guys. This is making me sad. <laughs> so now I guess I'm in a sad com. Uh, anyway, I gave it a fist. Yeah. Uh, cool. So three black fists. Um, guys, thank you. Yeah, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. If uh, if you want, you can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. Uh, we have our defunct uh, Patreon there, but hey, if you want to throw us five bucks, listen to those back ep- back catalog of episodes. Totally can do that. If you rate and review us five stars, give us five-star review on iTunes. We'll read your review on the air. I'm going to read this one. Okay. <laughs> I got to read this one. Five stars. Okay. This is by Mick Kelser. What happened to the swirl? I... Uh, <sighs> And then the first sentence is, I should mention up front that I'm white. (laughs) (laughs) Prior to listening to this podcast, I saw the film Mary Poppins Returns, and I was a little disappointed that Lin-Manuel Miranda's character, who has had a crush on the sister, carried three passengers across London on his bike just to go to her labor rally that didn't even benefit him in any way and was not even given so much as a hug in return. Now I have daughters, so I couldn't really express this observation to them, but after listening to the Beverly Hills Cop episode, at least uh, I knew that I wasn't imagining things. But then when I heard the review of Shark Tale, there was zero mention of the soft swirl opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) That was created by an animated romance between characters voiced by Will Smith and Renee Zellweger's characters. I still like the podcast, but I feel like you guys have abandoned something. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that Shark Tale is the one, is the movie that made him go. What about the swirl? That's insane. I really appreciate this. But I can't help but feel like you guys have abandoned something. <laughs> I mean, we have abandoned it, but the fact we that have. Shark Tale was the one, we're never going to do it, even if we were still doing it. Like, that's a kid's movie, <laughs> and it's animated, so you can't even. <laughs> no, it's right. not. A, it's a that's shark. Hilarious. Anyway. Well, uh, right. Oh, yeah, you can follow me at John Brelock. James Third Comedy. Uh, at Gerard Milligan. <laughs> All right. We're going to see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew.